Why is it that some people seem to have all the time in the world to do the things that they want to do, while others struggle with zero time or freedom to truly have a life? Welcome to The Unshackled Life with Aaron Young and Michelle Pearson Young. They're here to help you take your time back and start thinking about how to work smarter and have more fun. Now, here are your hosts, Aaron Scott Young and Michelle Pearson Young. Hey, 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 guys. Welcome to The Unshackled Life with Aaron and Michelle. We're glad to be here on a... I don't know what it's like for you. Hi, honey. How are you? I'm high. How are you? You're high? Uh, I'm high. How are you today? How are you? Thank you, Ayurad. How are you? How are you doing today, Shell? I'm doing so great. Okay. I mean, I think you know that. I'm in a good mood. You're, I, you're in a good mood. I'm in a good mood. We're we're having a lot of fun stuff going on. Life is good. Okay, good, good. So, what um, kind of mood are you in, Aaron? I'm in a peachy keen mood because Do we're. Tell. Thank you so much, honey. We're um, we're here today. We just got here, as a matter of fact. Today we're broadcasting from a a, a, a very lovely hotel suite in a, a resort called Innisbrook, which is north, a little bit north of Tampa, Florida, kind of right by near the beach. And um, it's a great place on 72 holes of golf. I don't know. I'm not a golfer, but, but if I, you were, when, that'd I, be exciting. when I look at, we've got this great big uh, uh, balcony. And when I look out there, there's this beautiful golf course and there's nobody on it because it's only like 58 degrees here, which is like a polar you know, uh, it's cold. It, it feels pretty cold, but I mean, to the people of I'm this from area, Idaho, it's this is, feels cold. Yeah, there's something about the humid, uh, this this kind of wet cold, and um, and so anyway, people and, are and just, the horrible bait and switch when you you're like, I'm in Florida, and look at that beautiful, and beautiful sunshine, and, sunny and then outside. I walk outside, and it like bites you. Yeah, it's a uh, it's um it's freaking cold. So anyway, and yesterday we were um in Orlando, Florida. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, last night we were at um. Uh, we were at the Magic Kingdom. Magic Kingdom at Mickey's very merry Christmas party, and um, actually, I want to talk a little bit about that in a few minutes. But we were at very merry Christmas party, and then this is the thing that is amazing to me. So here it is, Monday afternoon, and we're in Tampa. Yesterday we were last night we were at in Orlando at the Mickey's Christmas party. Um, Saturday was travel day for us. Friday night until very late, we were in Portland at the Billy Joel concert. We were indeed. And so it's like, you know, there's a lot we've, we've been packing in, you know, between between where we're visiting, yeah. things we're doing. You know, when you keep going, we, we were on this two-hour drive here this morning yeah. from Orlando to Innisbrook. Yeah. And uh, you were like, I don't know why I'm tired. And I'm like, I don't know why you wouldn't be. Yeah, because I guess we've, we have reasons to be a little bit like needing to catch up on sleep. But anyway, the, it's just been an amazing, it's been an amazing year. When I think about all the places that we've gone all the all the experiences that we've had, all the um, sort of really fabulous things, and some things that didn't really work, you know, some things that kind of like, hmm, there was a kind of a fail there, kind of a miss, and so, uh, yeah, and I was thinking about it. I'm, I'd like to know where you're going with this because uh, this oh, I know. is not what I have written down. Believe me, I know precisely where okay, I'm going well, with this. Okay, well, I'd love to be clued in here. Let me let me let me bring this into you. Um, <laughs> Uh, and uh, for all those of you on Facebook Live, I know you guys listen to us on on uh, the Influencer Channel and then on Facebook Live. Uh, we're getting uh, Denny Pearson's giving us the weather report in Sandy, Utah, 29 degrees there. I guess saying quit whining about 59 degrees, <laughs> but I don't fair. care. I'll whine if I feel okay, like it. Okay, but you have anyway, a point, and here's I'd love the point. to hear it. Here's the point. We've had a lot of experiences. We're coming up to the end of the year, and in business, we're talking, you know, this is called the unshackled life, and... Um, um, this is called the unshackled life. And 
one of the things that makes it possible to become unshackled is to have a business that provides for you, um, provides for you even when you're not there. Something that works where you're making money even when you're not there. And a big part of having success in a business is first attracting, but then most importantly, keeping your customers. And the way you do that is um, the way you do that is by over delivering or delivering in a way that um, surprises and delights your people. And that's what I was saying. We've been to a lot of experiences, some which were great and some which weren't so great. And so I thought it'd be oh, kind of fun. I got you. It'd be kind of fun. Yeah, I always like to start with sort of, a, you know, a personal side, and then we kind of work into the business part. So what I want to do is I want to take a little bit. Um, I want to take a little bit of time and talk about what are some things, some experiences that we've had that have been great while we've been traveling because we've traveled a lot this year. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, we have. What were some things that that made it possible uh, for us to go? Oh my gosh freaking amazing. I can't wait to go back versus sometimes places that we go, hmm, I, uh, that was good. I'm glad we saw that, but we never need to go here again. Cuba. Well, you want to talk about Cuba first? Cuba was just so great. Okay. So Cuba, Cuba was amazing. Now we went there, I think with not a lot of expectations, right? We wanted, right. We, we thought, hey, we're lucky to be even getting into Cuba. And now, right now it's more difficult right. again to get into Cuba. Mm-hmm. At the time we went at the beginning of this year in February, um, for our 30th anniversary, I, I might add, mm-hmm. we um, we went and we were, we were, I mean, at least I was nervous all the way up to getting there. Like, are we supposed to be keeping notes or receipts? And are we supposed to, are we going to get talked to by some government inquiry board and we, we get back? We were not. Spoiler we, alert. We none were. of that happened. At that time, we, we flew it on Southwest Airlines and they were flying into three different airports a day. Now mm-hmm. they've, as I understand it, they've canceled all those travels right. because the government's made it tough again. So but we, the, went, we went there with kind of a, a open mind, wouldn't you say? I, yeah, oh, just curiosity. Yeah, we're superpower. What are we going to find Superpower there? is, I'm curious. So we were in Cuba. Yeah. And, okay, so let's talk about that experience. You're talking about experiences Surprise and in delight. business. Surprise and delight. We stayed at an Airbnb. Yeah. And um, and we had a completely delightful time there. Yeah. So, you know, you. you we've look, stayed at a lot of Airbnbs. We've stayed at a lot of Airbnbs, and uh, the the one in Cuba, we, you know, I had some pictures. It said it had a, you know private access to the garden, which just meant the yard, and so on. It was a lovely garden. It was a lovely garden. Yeah, but I mean, it was. I mean, like, it wasn't like an it was English acres. No, it was a yard. Yeah. It was a beautifully kept yard. But we didn't. We we kind of knew what we were expecting. We got there, but everything that everything that happened was a little bit better than we'd expected. And some of it a lot better. Some of it a lot better. Yeah. But um, so let's give some examples of, of how um, uh, Maria Elena and um, Eli, uh, her husband. It, so we would call him Eli or Elijah, right? But it, but his it was his name's Eli. Eli is how I they say it in Spanish. Eli. Um, they, this was an older couple. Well, you know, they both were part of the revolution. He fought in the revolution back in 59. And Castro had a crush on Maria Elena. Yeah, Maria Elena. Um, it was because she could play the piano and, and he, she played the piano for him. But she was a pretty girl or, you know, now she's a pretty grandma, but she's, but she was, uh, quite the young. Don't hate on the grandmas. No, because you're a grandma and I'm a grandpa. But the point is, long story short is. Um, they, these people were awesome people. So we stayed in their place and everything, like they said, you can have breakfast for $10 a day or $20 a day. I was less than that. It was very inexpensive. 
And because the whole time we stayed there, the whole 10 days was like $400 in Airbnb charge. But for a small fee, maybe five bucks a piece a day, we got to so have we're breakfast. Like, right on. That, Let's have that breakfast. means we don't have to go out and find some place to eat, and that'll be awesome. And what happened was significantly better than breakfast. I mean, oh yeah. Oh, I mean, gosh. first of all, the the Cuban coffee. I don't. But the, but the point is, they would make the breakfast yeah. first, right? Yeah. Well, her, yeah, her coffee. But it was there was. There were like three different kinds of bread, and there were like six different kinds of pineapple. And here, hold on, let's step back. So they would, we would be in our little room, and then outside of our room, we had a private sitting area, like a dining room table, kitchenette, and a little few chairs, like kind of mm-hmm. like a little living space. And there were some big, beautiful, old-fashioned doors that separated our our bedroom suite from this area, which is all our area, all part we we done. But they would. They would go out there and set up this breakfast, and then they would knock on our doors and say, oh, it's ready, mm-hmm. Maria Elena and her, um, like, housekeeper. Her housekeeper, yeah. And um, we would come out, and, yeah, it was, like, set with, like, you know, three forks and, uh, you know, two spoons, two knives. I got super coffee. nervous that we sat down the first time, and I'm like, I don't know what to use for what. You I mean, know, I've been to some nice restaurants, but this was, like, for breakfast, very it was formally done. Yeah, very formal, for especially for breakfast on your patio. Yeah. You know, but they, they did all this stuff. And, you know, coffees and fruit and honey drizzled over the fruit. And we know these people don't have a lot of money, right? And so we're kind of blown away by they're doing all this extra stuff. Well, especially stuff. because we couldn't have gotten that. We couldn't have reproduced that anywhere unless we'd been to a, gone to a very expensive restaurant. Because oh going gosh. into the grocery store, yeah. you go into the grocery store and there's no fresh fruit, no fresh vegetables. Uh, in, in Cuba. In Cuba. In Cuba, yeah. Yeah, you can't get any of that No, stuff. you can't. No. So you go in and it's like, well, I can get some spam, some canned spam and some pickles. Yeah, and some um, lard. D- yeah, lard and maybe some diapers. <laughs> And so, um, yeah, it was very, very limited. And so to go into the home and to have such, I mean, we had eggs and Cuban sandwiches and, and, and multiple fruits. And, oh my gosh. And, and uh, we never could finish it all. And she said that we were the only guests that never finished everything. Yeah, they were. I was like, who was there? Yeah, they must have been really pounding the food. The point is, everything they did, we knew they didn't have a lot of money. The place was immaculately kept. Beautifully done. But but everything looked like it was. Antiquated. Everything looked like it was from the 1950s. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so, but they did all these things that made it a little bit extra, a little bit better. And, and, you know, what happened from that is so they're in this very competitive, a lot of the government was allowing um, more of this entrepreneurial effort. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was kind of encouraging. New still, encouraging it, but I mean, you had to go off the government dole and you had to make your money on your own. And so there were these little places that were springing up. And um, uh, the point is, is that uh, they, they had to find a way to stand out. And of course, the way you do that on Airbnb is to get great reviews. Mm-hmm. And of course, our review of them was phenomenal, right? Phenomenal. Because it was Everything out there in Cuba made it feel like you shouldn't be having this opulent of an experience. But they made sure that we felt like we were really honored guests in it in an old school way. In a very, very traditional, very way. traditional, very European mm-hmm. sort of very honored guests. And um, and that was a terrific thing. So that was good. So the thing I learned from Cuba was even when things are challenging, even when the economy is struggling, even when even when there you know the um, you have very few resources, you you don't have a huge budget, a huge hotel. But what you can do is for those people that you do have, you can you can deliver 
in in very simple, like drizzling honey on top of the fruit, instead of just having cut up fruit, let's make it into a pretty design on a plate and drizzle a little honey in on it. In front of the guests. Yeah, because that little thing makes the guests go, oh my gosh. And that's how you attract people. That's how you get great reviews. That's how, if we were going back to Cuba, I wouldn't even want to risk it with somebody no, else. I would, I would no, go back. I would no. go back there in a heartbeat to their house. Right. Out of all the other places we could go in the country, because I know it's going to be this extra special, lovely experience. So the, their customer experience. What they did. What this um, elderly couple. He was a, a an economist. An economist, and she was an architect. Yes. Isn't that right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. They made. They went out of their way to create an experience for us. Yeah. They created an experience for their guests. And a year later, we're still raving fans. We're still raving fans, absolutely. And everything we saw, and I mean, Cuba was amazing because... You know, it, 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 it's an unexpected destination for most Americans. For Americans, yeah, for U.S. <laughs> for U.S., yeah, for Americans. And, and then, I, don't, I, I, gotta tell you, I don't care what anybody says about Europeans and Canadians that have been going there forever. Mm-hmm. Um, they were very positively impacted by the U.S. business. They were really excited to get the U.S. business. Yeah. And so, and, yeah, that is and really true. And there are not a bunch of great hotels or anything there. So it's, I mean, right. It's not like it's not like they've got a thriving tourist economy. No, but, from Europe. But I mean. what happened? What happened for us? And was was a very a very specific experience, what, which was designed and created for us. Yeah. They they designed and created an experience that we're talking about. That I'll tell you what. Seriously, you can message us and ask us about the information if you're thinking about going to Cuba. That this is where you stay. Now, so let's so go. Let's apply this back to your life. Yes, let's do. So you take the business side and I'd like to take the, you know, the personal side because of the, you know, the whole thing that we do. So on the business side, here's the deal. When you have a relationship. So let's say you go to the um, to the tire store and you're going to buy tires or you're going to get let's use an even simpler thing. Let's say you're going to go get your oil changed in your car. Right. And the oil change is going to cost thirty nine ninety five. And 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 you know, okay, oil change and top off fluids and everything, thirty nine ninety five, and I'm going to come in. I'm I'm going to make my appointment and I'm going to do it, and and it's a twenty minute oil and lube job, and it's thirty nine ninety five. Great. So we go in and I go in. And I show up and we. That's our contract for forty dollars. You're going to um, get me in and out of here in a certain time period, and you're going to uh, take care of the fluids and so on my car. So I, my car keeps running smoothly. That's our deal for 40 bucks. If you do that and I give you my 39.95, that's great. I'm, I'm satisfied with what happened. I'm not going to ever complain about you. I might even, I might even say, Oh, it's convenient. I'll go back. But I'll tell you what, if you go in there and, and it's, um, 20 minute deal and it's 39.95 and Oh, by the way, Mr. Young, we're going to rotate your tires if you wanted to, or, Oh, Mr. Young, um, we have a, um, a, a soda bar right here for you can get a soda pop right. or you can get a coffee or tea or whatever it is you like to drink. And it's, it was never, it's not just coffee. Like we've made it special for you. So while you're waiting for 20 minutes, you can do that or, or something. If you do anything extra, if you, if with we, we may not, <clears throat> may or may not have been influenced by when we went to turn in my lease car the when I I had a lease yeah. and we took it in yeah. and we were like okay we need to do some you know and need to get another car we may or may not have been influenced by the fact that when you take your car in there to be for serviced, service you can get a manicure or a massage 
Yeah, her her uh, infinity dealership, dealership yeah. gives you you have a choice. You can get a manicure or a massage. So I mean, pretty nice for going in to get. But your it, I mean, it did. It was like, oh, well, this you know, yeah, I need a car, and I'm gonna get a car, but I can get a car and a massage. My my point is, even if you do something, those are pretty extreme examples of 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 that. Which is why what I'm it saying, up. it's a great example. What I'm saying is that. Um, if you go into the oil and lube shop and at the end of it, they hand you not a, not a mint out of a bowl, but if they said, here you go, and they handed you a, uh, a little chocolate truffle, you know, if they did anything that was sort of like, really, you're going to do that for me? Oh my gosh, I love this place. And they're so nice. And the boy, they're right on time. And they changed my oil just like or, they're supposed or to. Or how about this? Or they remembered my name when I walked in. So that makes a huge difference. The hotel we stayed at um, the last couple of nights before we got mm-hmm. here we walked in and they immediately remembered us. Everybody from the coffee bar people to the bellman to the front desk. Oh, you're back. Welcome back. They knew what they, they may not have known our names, but they knew our faces. Hey, you're back. It's, it seems like, oh. Which is know. why when we go back. We'll stay there again. We'll Even though it's not again. the best hotel not we've ever stayed hotel. at. But it's a perfectly adequate hotel, but it's not the best. But they know us. And that and the prices. So if the price was just fair and the room was clean, we wouldn't care. But when they give you that extra little bit of knowing then all of a sudden, I got a, it's I got fun. a hug from the bellman. Yeah, the bellman gave us like, you yep. only got here for a few hours and you're leaving already. Yep. It made you makes you feel. It makes you special. feel at home. So, so the delight and surprise. So we'll come back and talk a little bit more about this in the next segment. But the point is, when you think about your business, are you just meeting the the obligation of your contract, or are you doing something a tiny bit more? This is kind of killing me because I I feel like I can do better at this with my business. So. Okay, good. Then we'll, we'll talk about that too. Do we have to? We get to. It's so exciting. But the point is to become an unshackled owner, to live an unshackled life, it means it means getting raving fans. It means having renewing customers. It has people that want, that want to work with you. And we'll talk more about that when we come. We're going to come back. This is Michelle Pearson Young and Aaron Scott Young. This is the Unshackled Life Show on the Influencer Channel at the Voice America Radio Network. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Want to improve your health, business, and life just by listening to a radio show? Well, we can at least move you in the right direction. Listen for Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. Each week, Allison will speak with amazing guests and find out what's changed their lives and how they are changing the lives of others. From beauty to health to business and personal relationships, we're here to inspire you to live your life of passion. Listen every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Do you believe that being fit is difficult? Do you think it requires turning in your favorite comfort foods for boring chicken and broccoli and spending hours in a gym? It doesn't. Tune into Have It All with Devin Alexander. Devin and her guest experts will show you how you can have it all at any age, from relationships to money to thinking bigger than you've ever imagined. Devin will fast-track your goals to yummy reality. Tune in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You 
are tuned into The Unshackled Life. To reach the show today, please call in to the program at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to Aaron at AaronScottYoung.com. Now, back to The Unshackled Life. With Aaron and Michelle Young, and here we are. We're in Tampa Bay, Florida, and we are we're living the dream. We're we're dreaming. We're dr- we're it feels like a dream. It feels like a dream. Okay, weirdy. We love it here. We love it here. So we're talking about your client experience, and we're also so we're we're talking about we're talking about delight and surprise for the people that we interact with in life. We're talking about the experience that we have when we go out in the world. We're talking about the difference making in remembering people's names, doing going above and beyond the base expectations. So what's the life coachy side of that? So the life coachy side of that is is really I you know we have I know we have listeners that are that are business owners and we also have um, listeners that are teachers that are at home moms. So taking that a step further and so we're we're not just talking I mean whenever we talk about any of these principles we're not just talking about business no we're talking about life we're talking about life experiences and so so maybe you're traveling maybe you have clients or maybe you just you have friends and family that you're interacting with but what we're talking about is difference making yeah you know this is the influencers network right and so when we're talking about difference making what we're talking about is going and being how do you have influence being present to other people and their experience with you. Well, but and to get ahead in life, and I don't, I don't. What does mean, that mean to you? Can you define yeah, that yeah. for me? To 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 have the life that you want to live, to have a life where you're um, you're not drifting and you're not being um, acted upon. You know, you're you're directing your life. Mm-hmm. You need to have influence. This is the influencer channel, the influencer network that we're on. Right. And so all of these things that we talk about are designed to help you um, have a a little bit more influence, have a little bit more intention, have a little bit more of actually getting the result you want to get. So, okay, so let's talk about, we've talked about personal brand before, but we'll talk about personal brand again. Again, this goes for not only people with businesses, but you are your own brand, whether or not you want to say that you're in marketing. When we, when we walk into a room, when we put on clothes in the morning, when we, when we interact with somebody on the phone, we are representing our own personal brand. And, right. and what does that look like for you? And that's, a, that's a, a really good question to ask for your, ask yourself. You might not have clients per se, but, but you do have people that you interact with that you want things from and they want things from you as well. And so what does that look like? What does your personal brand look like? Does it look like complaining? Does it look like being grouchy all the time or just today, which is what I'm claiming today? And, and being grouchy. You're grouchy? You didn't even know, did you? No, you can't even. So even she killed. doesn't show it. She doesn't show no. her grouchiness. And so it's very impressive. I don't know. No. It's just always just. But I like yeah. that you said that your personal brand. It's not about saying, oh, I'm some sort of an expert. I'm some sort of a guru. I'm some sort no, of. No, it's how you present saying, yourself. Yeah. Like, do people say, oh, I love being around that. I feel like a better person. Like, I'm my happiest self when I'm around that person. Mm-hmm. Or. It's like, oh my gosh, I don't, uh, that person's coming along on the outing or they're coming over to the house. Are you serious? Oh my gosh. Right. So, we'll so take, we'll have to take turns. It's like, not just your client's ex- client experience. It's everyone's it's relationship. It's relation. It's relationships. That's so, what it's yeah, down to. Success in business really comes down to relationships. 
you know, um, it, it does. And whether or not they're deep, intimate relationships or if they're, if they're um, providing a certain kind of experience in the moment, like we talked about with getting the oil change, you know, from the Infinity dealership where they gave you such a great right. you know, pampering right. with the massage or whatever. Or I'll, I'll tell you what, a, a genuine hug from the bellhop today, I believe his name's Robert. Mm-hmm. Genuine hug from the bellhop today. That was that's his personal brand, and he represented his his company very well. But yeah, his personal brand the hotel by being was going. Oh wait, hey, you guys are leaving already. It was really nice to see you again. I can't wait for the next time. Yeah, he so, said I'll be here, God willing. And, and so yeah. so that was that was his personal brand, and it represented the Wyndham brand, and and it all flows together. So so the question is, the people that you're interacting with in your life, yeah. are are they getting an experience that makes them feel good to be around you. Yeah. So what is it you can do? Because so in other words, are you the one that people want to invite to the party? Are you the one that's that's uh, or the one that goes, mm, I really like the spouse, but I'm not really keen on this one person. You know, do we want them in? Yeah. Are you the are you the client that your the businesses that you interact with? Are you the client that they dread? Yeah. I want to talk. I want to go back. I want to take two steps take back, back real quick. Take I want to go here. back. So last night. We went, now I think this is so interesting, okay? So when we talk about wanting to have success, and I'm going to talk, I'm going back to business a little bit again, okay? Um, so we went last, we went out of our way, as a matter of fact, instead of flying into Tampa, we flew into Orlando. We stayed um, two nights, so we spent close to $500 in a hotel where we were familiar mm-hmm. uh, so that we could easily access. Uh, what's called Disney Springs, which is Disney's, used to be called Downtown Disney. Now it's Disney Springs. It's basically a shopping area that's Disney oriented. It's part of the Disney World property. And our specific outcome that we wanted was to go, so we flew in on Saturday and then Sunday, we waited till four o'clock and we went into um, the Magic Magic Kingdom Kingdom. for what was called, this is like they do it about three nights a week this time of year called Mickey's very Merry Christmas party. Hurrah! <laughs> okay, so we went into... I like to do the Mickey voice. I, I know you do, but you if you could guys, never do that again kids. during our radio show, I think that'd be good. Uh, sorry, I have something in my throat. Got a, a little mouth. Anyway. So we went, and one of the big things about going to the Very Merry Christmas party is they, they give you this trifold brochure that has a whole page of where you can go get... Cookies. Cookies, eggnog, hot chocolate, cider, right? These special treats. Mm -hmm. Special treats. And so Michelle and I wandered around arm in arm, and it was cold last night. It was in the 40s. It was cold. I had on a wool shawl and then a second wool shawl. I had a scarf on. You had a hat on. Hat and gloves. Yeah, I had gloves. In in Orlando, Florida. Yeah, it was freaking cold. It was cold. Um, Anyway, so we're walking arm in arm, listening to the Christmas music, looking at the beautiful things, and then going from outpost to outpost where we could wait in line to get the special ginger cookie or the peppermint crunch cookie or some eggnog, which was only about, I don't know, like like an, two ounces of eggnog in a little cup, right? It was just it was, a, I couldn't even drink the whole thing. Yeah, but my point is it wasn't like you're getting a pint of, of um, grandma's you. eggnog. It was a Ooh. little bit. My point is that we paid 100 bucks a piece to go, $190, $95, something like that a piece, to go into Disney World from four in the afternoon till midnight, if we want to stay that long, which we left a little a little early, um, and we walked around and were thrilled to wait in fast moving lines to be handed two cookies, and if they kind of winked at you and they'd give you four cookies, right? And we paid two hundred dollars 
to get maybe a dozen cookies and and uh, three, three of which we ate. Yeah, which hardly any of which we ate because we started feeling sick from eating all the junk. And um, and uh, but I thought, how fabulous is it? Because everybody that greeted us, everybody that gave us a cookie or a little shot of eggnog or, or a hot chocolate was like, hey, guys, Merry Christmas. And and there were snowflakes and there was a beautiful fireworks show. And it felt like it's totally worth two hundred dollars to walk around in the cold and get cookies from Disney versus going to the grocery store and spending $4 and getting exactly the cookies we wanted. And we could get a whole thing of eggnog if we wanted it, right? We could. We could have done that. And it wouldn't have cost us close to $1,000 to go to Orlando, (laughs) right? When you put it in terms of money, it makes me feel uncomfortable with our life choices. But here's the deal, guys. People will buy things from you. And they will love it. And I didn't regret it. And I'm willing to go back next Christmas and do it again. All right. I'm but in. My point is. You guys want to come with us? If you, if you just make it transactional, it doesn't, it's not fun. Yeah. But when you, can, when you can surprise and delight, especially Disney surprises you at every corner, every turn, there's another thing you go, oh, that's so cool. Oh, look at that. Right. I remember when we came around a little corner and we're all bundled up and, um, um, the, we came around a corner, I'm all bundled up with my scarf and my hat and my wool coat. And, and as we came around this little corner, there was a light, sh- it was nighttime, it was dark. Light shined on this little phony, like it was a, an imaginary pathway. It was a pathway to nowhere. But in that little spot in the cold, there were all these colorful flowers. Yeah. And I thought, whoa, that doesn't seem like December. That doesn't seem like freezing cold outside. Look at this little spray of color and, the, and it's not only is there color, but they've got lights on it. So I see the color. Damn, Disney's freaking awesome. And I want my, that's what people say to us at Laughlin. How do you get all these clients to stay with you for 30 years? And it's like, well, because we do little things that they don't expect us to do. Little tiny things So that, um, as, uh, as Ed Oakley might say, uh, it, it's, uh, you ex- experienceify. The, the thing that could have been very pedestrian, very standard, you take something very transactional and you make it into something cool. So, okay, so not only am I a life coach, I'm an artist as well. And one of the one of the things that, one of the reasons that I'm happy to go experienceify at Oakley, thank you, um, at Disney is the, the depth that they've created of art. So when you walk in, you walk in and you can buy all sorts of kitsch. Now, where is this? At Disney? Expensive kitsch at Disney. Yeah. You walk in, but if you pay attention, and even if you're not paying attention, you're still experiencing it. If you pay attention, what you're going to see is a depth of of color and of art. Everywhere. That everywhere you look, every single place you look. Every if you're, building. Every building. Every, the garbage cans are designed. They're, they're, and, and then the fronts of the buildings there are layers and layers of colors. And so what, what's happening there, what's happening for the consumer, what's happening for everyone, including including the cast members, is they're having a, an experience of art. There is a, there's a feeling created. There's a culture. There's, well, there's a culture, but there's also a, um, a, a mood. Can I, can, I, can we go off on a tangent right there for a second? Or, or I, do you have a point you're trying to drive I, to? I, I'm really trying to drive, drive to your point. Drive to your point, and I, then I'll go on my I'd tangent. I'd love to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so the point is that that there's an experience that's created. So we are either, in our lives, we're either on default, and we're doing the same things that we've always done, 
in the same ways that we've always done or slightly different. And we're hoping for a different experience. Usually I've never met, I've never met a client or even a prospective client who's like, everything's perfect in my life. And actually, actually I did. I recently had a prospective client and and they said to me, it's all gold. Everything I'm doing is good there. I have no complaints. There's nothing I want to improve in my life. And I was like, well, continue to do that then, and God be with you. And that, that was the end of the conversation. But other than that, everyone wants to create something different, but they're going about their lives as if they are going they can do the same thing and get a different, a different um, experience. Yeah. Whatever you want to experience has to be gone about in the exact same way Disney's created their mood and the, and the, um, the feel to what they have done. They've they've put together different colors and layers of colors and then they have a culture and they're bringing you in a very specific way. When we do that within our lives, when we're designing it and giving it depth and color and mood, then we get a different result. And it, it really is as simple as a mathematical equation. What was your tangent? Well, the- I don't, we don't really, we don't really, need, I'll give you a short version of the tangent. I wanted to say something that was sort of provocative and I encourage you to uh, disagree with me if you want to. Uh, don't not, mind, not I do, you, I'm not, grouchy. So you're not going to, no, you're not going to disagree with me. I'm talking about the audience. What if I do you, though? But you're not. Now I, I already, disagree with you. You're not going to, well, okay, you fine. can, you can be contrary now, but you won't disagree with me on this be point. Now. We went earlier this year while we were down in Orlando for a conference and going, going to the park to the Disney parks, we decided let's go over to Universal to Harry Potter. We wanted to see the Harry Potter display. You know, mm-hmm. And we found out that in order to see the entire Harry Potter display, you have to buy tickets to two Universal parks. They have part of it in the two parks, and you have to take the Hogwarts, Hogwarts Express between the two. So you had to spend, we spent like almost, I don't know, 400 and some dollars. I don't know, I tried on, not to pay on, attention to that. On tickets that day so we could see Harry Potter. But we'd never been to Universal, and we'd heard about it for years. So we went, and we, um, we and the Harry Potter thing was, was very, very well done, very immersive. But for me, at least, the Universal thing was a letdown. Universal, the theme parks were a letdown. Why? Was their decoration crummy? No. Did they have better roller coasters in Disney? Probably, arguably, yes. Um, did they uh, Did they have big walkways and, and areas to travel? Yeah. But you know what was what was missing for me? Um, what was what was missing for me was it was all disjointed. You know, everything was its own standalone mm. piece, and there was no heart there was no flow there was no common theme that ran through the whole thing and so to me it was like yeah i loved harry potter but i couldn't care less about their back lot set or i couldn't care less about the fact that the muppets had a show over here not the muppets but there was some you know this that or the other thing muppets dr Disney. seuss, it was dr. Dr. seuss. seuss. yeah the dr seuss thing was like completely out of the blue like, like out and like, right and right next to um like by king kong or something or, yeah it was weird it was the whole thing yeah. was weird in my opinion and so the thing, I, the thing that we do a lot of times in our business is we say, well, we've got all this great stuff. We have all these great services, but there isn't a context that people are receiving it in. And, you know, if you've ever seen Simon Sinek's talk, that people buy less about what your product is and buy more based on who you are and what you stand for, mm-hmm. you know, and what's your why and how are you, what's your difference so you you're making like in the world. So you felt like Universal didn't have a why? I felt like Universal was very disjointed and there's reasons why they've been struggling for all these years right. against well, Disney. And Dis- and well, and Disney has a core theme, right? Disney, Disney has a, a core. It's all based on the same uh, things that Walt decided on when he wanted to build the magical little park for his daughters. Right. 
Right. So universal. So do it. See, if, if I were going to apply this to the life coaching piece is do what you love to do. Yeah. Do what you're good at. Don't look at somebody else and go. And, you know, I have to in being honest, I have to admit that for many years I thought, oh, look at this person. This person does does these things very, very well. You're comparing yourself to other people. I would like to do things like them. And I and and every time I did it, every time I was trying to be like somebody else, what happened was I felt like I was wearing somebody else's clothes. Right. It's like, yeah, I can put them on, but they just don't I don't feel comfortable. I don't I don't feel like they fit on me well. When we're when we're doing the things that we love and being really good at what we're good at, again, we're able to create that mood. Yeah, can I can I can I ask you if, if you want to disagree with me? No, I don't want to. No, no, not. I'm grouchy, man. Quit saying that because you're starting to freak me out. You're starting <laughs> to make me afraid. So the here's my question. All right, is it do what you're good at, or is it be true to yourself? Because see, I think Disney has stayed being true to themselves. Their, their core values, mm-hmm. they do obviously do what they're good at, but they do it based on their values instead of this thing where they're putting on somebody else's clothes or trying to like do a bunch of things well. I'm good at playing the piano. I'm good at, at writing. I'm good at gardening, but none of it's stuff I love. What I really want to be doing is being over here working, you know, save the children in, in Africa. You know, another, I'm saying, do we do what we're good at necessarily or do what, we, what is core to our soul? I would say both. I would say yes and. Okay. So I, what I would say, the answer is um, when when we're doing what we're good at, when we're when we are we're, when we're doing what we're drawn to, we become natural at it. It becomes effortless. When we're looking at other people, going, I should look, act, feel, be, do what she's doing, then we get a different result, and often that result isn't. It isn't what we wanted it to be. And that and that crap, that crummy result, I almost said crappy, but we don't say that here. Um, we say the, shitty. Oh, ouch. Anyway, that result is what shackles you. And we want to live an unshackled life. And that's what we're here talking about. We got one segment left. We're going to be right back here on uh, Voice America Radio Network. We'll be back in just two minutes. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. If you're looking to grow your business, enjoy fascinating relationships, achieve your goals, and find hope in a seemingly hopeless world, you'll want to tune into Coffee with Christy. Host Christy Dryling and her incredible guests have a frank and open discussion every week. Think of it as a time to meet with your mentors, get the motivation you need, and remove the obstacles one hour at a time. Coffee with Christy is heard live every Monday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Influencers. Have you ever checked out In the Limelight with Clarissa Burt? You don't know what you're missing. Clarissa has a great circle of friends and influencers. How do you live a model life? Find out when Clarissa puts her amazing guests and engaging topics under the spotlight. We'll talk with the masters from art, science, food, health, finance, beauty, and business. You really can't miss a single show. Join us every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Hear the stories. Be motivated. Be inspired. Join us today. Voice America Influencers. Influencers. 
are tuned into The Unshackled Life. To reach the show today, please call in to the program at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to Aaron at AaronScottYoung.com. Now, back to The Unshackled Life. So we're, um, we, you know, as we do the radio show, we also do a Facebook Live and Stuart Fox, who's a friend and, and um, an unshackled owner himself, uh, really great guy. He, he just wrote to us. He said, we just got back from five days at Disneyland. Totally cool. You can see them building the new Star Wars land. And um, while we were at Disney World, while we were um, uh, visiting with some people we know at Disney Springs, we ended up visiting with an Imagineer and his mm-hmm. wife. And he's working on the Millennium Falcon right now there. And, you know... You guys, part of being part of living a, a big, fun, unshackled life, it, and getting yourself to a place where you start to call the shots in your own life, and doing the things that you want to do, and being able to fully represent your personal brand, and all the things we've been talking about. When you get to do that, it puts you out of your familiar zone and into these other circumstances where you get to have interesting experiences, like talking to one of the Imagineers. Mm-hmm. It was a chance meeting, and not only was it a chance. meeting, meeting for us where we got to have a nice visit we were there we were at a store talking to talking to the manager of several stores in disney springs a kid that we met on a previous visit nice young man who really doesn't want to be managing stores he wants to be working in imagineering so while we were talking to him this Mm -hmm. other couple came up um we were we were michelle and i were both wearing the trading pins so and so were this other couple so we started we're total geeks so we started talking to these other people for a minute and it turns out this guy's in Imagineering. And then we were able to make the introduction to James, the Imagineer, and Devin, the store manager. And now they started talking. And then I wrote to Devin later. I said, did you get James' contact information? He goes, yes, we're getting together this coming week and he's going to introduce me to his boss. You see, when you get out of your doldrums, when you get out into mm-hmm. a place where you're you're swimming in the, in the, in the current instead of just sitting there dip, dipping your toe in the tube, you're like part of the game. Not only do you have these cool experiences for yourself, but you put yourself in a position to be of service and to and to be a catalyst for other people's life experiences mm-hmm. and and life changes. You know, that's but part it, of it's part of living an intentional life, and it has an impact on your on your whole life, your family, your relationships, and everything. Go ahead, you were saying. Well, I was just going to say it's it is that intentional. It's it's that on purpose piece of making a decision. And honestly, I mean, I've watched you do this for years. Put yourself, putting yourself out, making yourself available, having conversations with people, and it it makes a huge difference in people's lives and in your own life when you're out there and you're having conversations and you're you're you meet people, you meet people. Everybody's everywhere. In other words, when you think, oh, I don't have opportunities. What we do is we create our own opportunities, but we have to get out of our day-to-day normal routine. I only talk to the people that I know. It's going out and having conversations. And it doesn't matter if it's with a busboy or uh, a driver of an Uber or or somebody in the grocery store line. You never know what opportunities are there. But when you're on purpose and you're open to great things happening, that's when they happen. Yeah, a big part of it is – so. You know, if you go back and read The Science of Getting Rich, one of our favorite books, um, it talks about if you want to start a business, if you want to become wealthy, and you've got some big idea on how to become wealthy, you don't quit your job to go pursue this other thing. You stay in your job, but you start doing things 
to build this on this, purpose on purpose so, to get to this the other result piece, when when you are in a position and you want a better position the first thing you do is you do a better job in the position in where you are already working yeah so when we say if you want a bigger life you got to go out so what it means is you got to do everything you can do to be really successful but not just um um uh safely successful not just you know, I'm going to keep my head down and, and power through and I'm going to get all my work done. It's like, how do I how do I magnify this position that I'm in? What, whatever it is, whether it's your dream job or your hated job. Yeah, it doesn't matter. How do I do, how do I like elevate this job to where it's even better? And then while I'm doing that, how do I take my hours, my discretionary time and start doing the things that I want to do? Um uh, one of our one of our viewers on the Facebook Live, Candace, said, "You know, I, I need to be willing to do things even when I'm not good at them, and I need to be okay with myself." Oh my gosh! I do, because you guys remember, you're going to do things imperfectly, especially at the beginning. You know, I, I know we've talked about it before, but the whole idea of yeah, when a little a lot of make a make a lot of bad art in order to become a good artist. We have our little our little um, not quite one year old granddaughter, Indigo, who's just beautiful and. It's just gorgeous and intelligent and funny and everything about her we think is perfect because we're grandma and grandpa. But when she started walking a few months ago or six weeks ago or something like that and was, you know, she'd kind of totter and take a step and then sit down or kind of fall into your arms or or get going and fall down, get going and fall down. We didn't go, oh, Indigo, you, you kind you of suck. You were never meant to be a walker. You're not a walker. You kind of stink You're a this. faller. Do something else that's safer. You know, hold on to the table. You can stand, but don't. please don't try to walk because you're just not cut out you're for this. You're not good at it. No, that's baloney. You need to be good with your faltering steps while you're starting to get your balance, mm-hmm. while you're starting to get your bearings in your direction. But here's the thing. You want to be okay with that. And you want to be doing things that fill you up, make you shine inside. And you want to be doing the very best you can at what you already have that's paying the bills and making the difference or taking care of the family or do whatever it is your stewardship is at this point. You want to do that in the best possible way you can while starting to build this other thing. So you can become more of a free agent. You can become a chooser. Now, somebody asked us today to talk a little bit about how entrepreneurship has played out in our family, because for a lot of people, entrepreneurship is something they desire, but is a real hardship. It's it's a struggle for them. Right. So what? What? Well, I would say you, I. You got to be the observer for a long time. Now you're now you're um, knee deep in it or hip deep. Well, I I would say my observation of entrepreneur entrepreneurialism I knew I could do that uh it started when when we got married and and I'm going to be honest I was a subscriber to the way that you do things that's all in caps get an education it's a title. get a good job right and so yeah get an get an education choose a profession preferably one that makes a lot of money or at least you know is supposed to and and what happens is you will have a good successful life and what happened was I, I what happened was I just fell in love or lust with I'm, me with you it was probably both. Probably both. Because I was pretty hot, and you were definitely hot. Well, thank you. Thank and you, you so remain, much. By the way, yeah, good answer. Michelle good answer. remains quite wait, the beauty. Way to not like kill that one. Anyway, so <laughs> so the point I mean is, it. I'm totally sincere. And I'm in a good mood now. I love you. I love you. <laughs> now you seem really scared. I love you, but no, but I love seriously, you, but please. please. 
Please, we'll okay, talk. Okay, so here's want. the point. Well, oh, here's oh, the oh, point. Oh, I'm sorry. I got lost in that. So we're getting married. So we were young and And lustful. you made it abundantly clear to me that you would not be going back to school. Yeah. I mean, you were, it was just straight up, no, I won't be going back no to school. No school for me. And and that was really terrifying for me. Yeah. Because there was there was a way you were supposed to do things, and I was super into that. Yeah. And and so over the course of our marriage and and then what the way we raise our children is that you have had businesses and ups and downs ups and downs and and really interesting experiences that that like you said there have been some like knock it out of the park moments yep. and there have been some like dramatic crashes and burns yep. I mean it's 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 been in there what I what I learned from it and I would even extrapolate out as we observe our children is that they learned that there's not a way to do anything that there are many ways and and choosing what you would love in your life and going about it is it, there is many with different ways to solve a problem or to create something as there are humans on the earth and and I think I think that's what being an entrepreneur is about it's about creating possibilities so how do you how do you navigate that like what was your experience when as we navigated that with kids like what did, what did it mean to have an entrepreneur uh, breadwinner in the house. What it meant was sometimes was sacrifice. <laughs> yeah, tell us tell us about that a little Some, bit. Sometimes it meant, you know, the kids saying, "Well, this is one of my very favorite things to tell stories to tell is that you, for most of the kids' lives, really worked from home a lot of the time." Oh yeah. And I, it was so hilarious to me because here you were, you were working from home, and and so you were kind of at our disposal in a little bit of a way, like if somebody needed a ride somewhere, you could take the kids to school or pick them up, or you could take their friends places. Yeah. And it was hilarious to me because the kids didn't know that that was a privilege. Most, you know, most dads aren't at home taking, you know, driving your kids around. And they, so it was just something that dad did, but they'd get really mad because you were on the phone. Did they, get, did they get mad that I was on the phone? Oh yeah. Dad's on the phone. Every time dad takes us somewhere, he's on the phone. It's so and funny. And I'm like, yeah, cause he's working and driving you somewhere. Yeah. It's funny because um, now the kids look back and they say, I've been, I've been learning about business since I was a kid, listening to my dad on business calls. On business calls. Now yeah, they, now they're now they're like, they say oh, like it's education. a good thing, you know, now they think it's a good thing. Oh yeah, thing. they absolutely complained about it. Oh, okay. Well, I just I, didn't tell you because you were working. I was busy working on the yeah. phone. But, um, <laughs> but you know. But so, so it's, I mean, it's that. So that's I think one of those that's things what, that was a positive. I, I th- well, I think it's the, it's, it's a there, there are two sides of it. Yeah, you, you have the benefit, first of all. There's the, if you're an entrepreneur, you are cho- choosing your own hours and sometimes you're choosing long hours. Yeah. People ask me all the time. They say, you know, well, uh, you know, I hear people that say, oh, I work 14 hours a day or 12 hours a day or, you know, 80 hours a week on my business. And, and I think to myself, wow, that seems like a lot of time because I don't spend that much time working now, then, except for, except for except if for I was counting all the time I'm thinking about it, all the time I'm just taking this quick phone oh my call, gosh. How, all how, the airplane trips. How many times do you guys, do you and I spend, like, we're up and running it, running first our thing. businesses first thing in the morning, and then we sit down to relax at 7 o'clock in the evening and we both have our computers in front of us? Yeah, and we're so, and it's I mean, funny, that's, that's not an uncommon okay, thing. Okay, so let's just throw that out, guys, as we think about that from an unshackled perspective. See, I look at it like I'm not really working that much. It feels to me like I'm not working that much. Um, and the, the work I do is all depends on what you, I mean, if you're, you're talking about driving an Uber, you're not doing that ever or, or working on a, you know, in a store or working, you know, like right. Adam, our son, Adam, um, uh, is this, 
is this really successful guy, but he works certain hours, right? He told right. us he worked 12 hours yesterday, you know. And, and four, 14 the day before. Yeah, and those are, I mean, he's working the whole time. He's on his feet working. And so yeah, when I look at that, I think, boy, I, I've really got a great gig. I hardly ever work. But if, some, if I wanted to be persnickety about it, I could count lots of hours. The thing is, when you're doing what you love to do, when your mind is working on things that really are exciting for you, and it, it doesn't feel like work, it feels like a game, like fun. And this doesn't have to be just entrepreneurial. It could be anything. If you can feel like it's a game, then all of a sudden it, doesn't, it no longer feels like work. So part of it's going to be attitude. And sometimes it feels like work. Oh, there are definitely days. There are definitely days when you go, ah, this is going to be hard, or I'm nervous about it, or I don't want to do it, or whatever. But those are few and far between. The hardest thing for me is being away from the family. But the good news is our kids grew up. They're doing their thing. And now well, Michelle and I are together. Well, and what I would say further about our kids. So our kids have, have taken different routes. They, they have different interests, different personality strengths. What I would say that each one of them is doing really brilliantly is yeah. they're is they are doing it their way. They're charting they, their own path. They're charting their own path yeah. and and they have different interests and and they can see they can go to a job which every you know we we've all done from time sure. to time. They can go to a job but also see there's not a limit to what I can do. I can I can go to this job and I can do other things. I can work in this job and I can learn everything there is to learn at this job and I can apply this that to a completely different job. And that's entrepreneurialism is the art of business. It's the, the art of looking at the world and seeing opportunity. Entrepreneurialism is about opportunity. Further, so to take that around again to the life coaching piece of it, yeah. all of those principles, everything we're learning every day is, is about opportunity. It's about going, hey, the, today was not the greatest of all my days. And I can apply what I learned today to uh, an event that I'm planning for tomorrow or for uh, a party that I'm going to have with my family. And, and being conscious and on purpose and creating an experience an entrepreneurial experience and uh, and a life experience. We do that by being awake and, and aware. Yeah, I totally agree. And and we and by having a good attitude, right? Our attitude. Wow! Towards, did you just call me out? No, I love your attitude. <laughs> My attitude towards you is awesome. Um, uh, you have something written on the paper here that you just said you wrote. Difficulty equals opportunity. Yes. We, so what does that mean? So. Throughout everything we're talking about, yeah, we're we're talking about uh, client experiences. Yeah, we were talking, and we were talking about entrepreneurialism and we're, our personal brand. Surprise and delight. Um, surprise and delight, and um, and working and and putting effort in. There are going to be times that there are failures. There are going to be times that are difficult. When we become aware of those, we can turn those difficulties, those failures into opportunities. Yeah, there's no getting around the fact that it's difficult to build and maintain a place like Disney World. Right. Right? It's expensive to all those things. But then you also get the pride of ownership, even when you're working in custodial or, or in the shops or in the restaurants. Right. You still go, I'm a cast member with freaking Disney, you know, and look, look what we're a part of here. Right. And that's what we want all of you guys to be able to do in your homes, in your relationships, in your business is to go, yeah, I put the effort in, but I'm putting the effort into something that I love. I'm, I'm putting... Go ahead. I'm I'm putting the effort into my life. I'm desi- I'm I'm designing. I'm creating a feeling for myself, 
for my clients, for all my people. Is there a good way to build someone's life by design? There is, as a matter of fact. How can thank they you do for that? asking. If you go to michelleyoungcoaching.com, you can enroll in my Life by Design 21 day course that is complimentary to my listeners. Yes. It's very cool. Where and, can we find you, Aaron Scott Young? Well, I'll tell you right now. Um, you, you can write to me at Aaron at Aaron Scott Young, or you can go to AaronScottYoung.com. Uh, if you're looking for a speaker, if you're looking for um, somebody to help build your business, you let me know. This is the end of our time. This hour always flies by, but this is uh, it's been fun. I hope you guys go out and make it a great week. Um, this is uh, Aaron, Michelle Scott, Pearson Young. Aaron Scott Young. It's on, us. Yep, and this is uh, the Unshackled Life show here on the Influencer Channel. Uh, Voice America Radio Network. We'll see you guys next week. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in this week to The Unshackled Life. Be sure to join the Unshackled owners, Aaron Scott Young and Michelle Pearson Young, again next Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Have a great week.